Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. And welcome to the World in Sport from RNZ Pacific. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Tongan rugby players criticised the country's rugby union and Papua New Guinea football's civil war could be over. But first, Manu Samoa have all but sealed their place at next year's Rugby World Cup with a 66-15 first leg thrashing of Germany in Apia. The result snapped a nine-test losing run with the return leg in Heidelberg next weekend. However, the Cook Islands World Cup hopes are on life support following a 26 points to 3 defeat by Hong Kong in Rarotonga. Coach Stan Wright said they had enough opportunities to win the game but simply failed to take them. We just weren't clinical enough. Just a little things like that. Uh, when you go back and look over the game, uh, like I did last night and this morning, it was yeah, just, just uh, not being clinical enough. Uh, accuracy was in there. Um, you know, if you take away those two first tries and and the ones we missed, um, you know, there wasn't really much in it. So you feel that you guys did enough to win the game, just just uh, you know, not taking those chances, basically. Yeah, we just didn't. Yeah, just didn't get the the rub of the green. Uh, I think due due to our, you know, no, 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 not 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 uh, our, our mistakes cost us. The fact that it was the first game for the Cook Islands since, I think, August. Obviously, you had the trial a week ago. Hong Kong have yeah. had a lot of match play recently. Do you think that was a factor yeah, in terms of that match oh, of sharpness? Course of course it was. Of course it was. You could see we were about two games off the pace. Um, you know, they looked better hard and, uh, you know, they've had uh, numerous uh, games. Um, you know, I feel if we had that one game or two games, to, to be honest, uh, two more decent games, um, you know, outcome could have been different. And I suppose uh, for a lot of you guys, including your captain, Sam Anderson Heather, it was their first game for the Cook Islands. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was, it was good to see, um, you know, a lot of boys getting their, you know, over 10 guys getting their first cap. And it was also pleasing to see that, uh, you know, our average age, we, we were actually just a young team. Um, in, in, in terms of the guys' ages. Um, so that's pleasing to see um, going forward for Cook Island Rugby. Uh, and um, you know, those guys would have had a... Well, they got a taste of test footy, you know, the ones that uh, don't come from a professional environment. And, you know, that's a positive. And Stan, you mentioned that the team you felt was maybe a, a couple of games off the pace. Uh, obviously, you head to Hong Kong shortly and you're, you're going to play there on Saturday. Um is yep. is that enough time to give yourselves a chance? Because obviously you're, you're 23 points back, so you probably need a win by 24 at the weekend. Uh, what chance yep. do you give yourself? Well, give ourselves, you know, every chance. I think, um, you know, the boys uh, watched the video this morning and a bit last night, and they sort of realised, hey, shit, you know, we can actually do this. Um, so, so the belief is there, which is, you know, a good start. Um, and all we have to do is, uh, you know, take care of a little detail, 
that uh, was missing from yesterday's uh, match. And, um, you know, we have every chance of uh, of, w- of winning that game and winning it well. You know, I, I, I don't... Um, I have no doubt whatsoever uh, that we can. It will be Mission Impossible now. You know, I've won a Heineken Cup against Northampton. We were 36 points down at half time and we came out and, and, and won the game. Um, so, can we do it? Yes, of course we can. Um, is the belief there? Absolutely. In, in terms of Hong Kong, did you, what, what you saw from them, is it pretty much what you expected? Yeah, it was exactly what we expected. It just, uh, I think, uh, like I, like I said, the guys were just that two games short. Some were a bit gun shy, but you know, they, they, they know what's uh, in store for them in Hong Kong. They'll be harder. There's a good feeling in the the camps in a good place at the moment. Lots of uh, optimism and guys willing to do the hard yards uh, to put us in the best position to uh, take that game out next week by over 24, you know, over 23 points. That's the Cook Islands rugby coach, Stan Wright. The Tonga rugby squad have finally been paid for their efforts in the June test window after a number of players had hit out at the lack of support from the country's rugby union. Bath flyer Kupavuna tweeted after the Ikaletahi beat Fiji a week and a half ago that players were still waiting for Chief Executive Fe'avuni Pullet to pay the team and to congratulate them on their achievements. Injured Leicester Tigers fullback Toulouse Vayana also commented that some things just don't change and to give the players what they deserve. Ikaletahi coach Toto Kefu says funding remained an ongoing problem for the Tonga Rugby Union, but he was thrilled with their on-field efforts, especially the win over the Flying Fijians. We both had beaten Samoa at that time, so you know it just made sense that whoever would win this game would be the kings of the Pacific, and that's how we kind of themed that whole week leading up to that match. Um, and, and it worked. It worked for us. You know, we, we thought we were a bit unlucky last year because I thought we were the better team and, and we came away, unfortunately, um, with a losing result. But we turned that around this year. Yeah, and that's a Fijian team that obviously were on home soil, have been very consistent over the last few years. And, you know, they've added a couple of players as well this season and the likes of Simi Randrandra. So they are getting stronger as well. They've got a bloody good player base and, and they're building some depth nicely towards the World Cup but you know we're, we're going alright as well um, you know we, we, we wanted to play in a, a, a special way um, very similar to what we did last year and it worked for us I mean you know we made them tackle us um, we, we ran at them uh, we played direct and that's, and that's the way you should play them and, and, and it worked for us So how do you assess the progress of your team from say last year's PNC and in the November window now that you've had uh, these three tests under your belt? Oh look we're, we're tracking well Vinny um, we're getting better every week I mean the more time we spend together the better we get and, and we're fortunate to have that extra week in Auckland um, before we got to Fiji um, normally we don't have those weeks but we really for myself, I really pushed it and, 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 and made a case for it to the World Rugby that uh, we needed that week, and we got it. Um, we also had uh, extra hands on deck in terms of staff, which we don't normally have. Um, normally, we just have eight, which is a bare minimum. And, and you know, we, we play against teams like Samoa and Fiji last year who have 16. So that's double that's double our staff. So this year, we, we we made a big point in taking more staff. So we, we took 12, four extra this year just to help out. Um, you know, we had uh, before, in the past, we've always had people 
um, basically stretch to their limits um, and, and, and um, helping in other areas. Whereas this year, because we had more staff, we could be able to um, lighten the load, so to speak. So it all helps, um, and that told him result, I thought, and, and in terms of our preparation. Obviously, these ongoing issues with the union and you know a couple of your players, Cooper Werner, and I know he wasn't a part of the June series, but Toulouse now, you know, obviously on social media expressing their frustration in terms of player payments. So the the players still don't seem to quite be getting the money that's owed to them, but you're obviously getting some better resources. So where, where is that coming from, money wise? Yeah, well, it's coming from World Rugby. We're hundred percent because of our incompetence in terms of our governance administration. We we lack that uh, power to pursue other forms of funding and and even organisation of test matches during the November November window and, and sponsorship and all that type of stuff. So we're basically uh, 99.9% funded by World Rugby. So. Um, we're fortunate World Rugby because of because we qualified for the World Cup last year, and because we were we were able to ask for more funds in November last year, December last year. Sorry, um, we were able to do these do these things that that that, that culminated in a good result for us. So um, we're fortunate this year, but the last two years have been pretty lean. Um, we've been running basically on fumes. Um, so we're hoping, um, you know, there's better days ahead for us. So you guys just make a pitch uh, to World Rugby for, you know, more money and, and they deem whether it's worthy or not? Yeah, yeah. Because we made, because we qualified for the World Cup, um, we were able to approach World Rugby. I mean, we get extra money in terms of funding. Um, and that helps. But we are also able to have the ability to go and ask for more um, and that proved quite successful in, in December last year. So that's helped enormously. So, so what does that mean for the player payments then? Are, are there still players that clearly haven't been paid? I'm pretty sure, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that the, uh, all the players have been paid. I was in contact with my manager, team manager last week and he, he did say that all player payments have been paid last, last week. It, it's one of the things that creeps up every campaign. We, we always try and get the players paid in the first week of the tour and the last week of the tour. Now, because of, for some reason or another, the government is responsible for those payments and, and, they've, and they've, um, they've always contributed to the player payments. Um, now, for some reason, it's, it's either been held up or it's just been a slow process due to some reason or another. Um, but... In the end, it always seems to get paid. Okay. Um, so, 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 um, so some of the players that had expressed on social media their frustration at the delays that that has since been sorted is what you're saying. It's just yes, yeah. It's just the delay that um, that that they have been um, complaining about. But um, they have been all paid. I'm pretty sure of that. Because that's obviously not something that World Rugby would pay, is it? No, no. World Rugby have nothing to do with player payments. It's all funded by the government. And that's, you know, the government obviously, as tends to be the case, specific, especially in the Pacific, you know, governments tend to support the rugby unions and and, and offer, uh, you know, a certain, uh, you know, amount of uh, funding, which I guess uh, is, is generally pretty crucial. Yeah, and, and, and usually they always end up paying. It, it does come, but it's just, unfortunately, it's just a really slow process. And I suppose in theory, uh, in Tonga, the, the, the Prime Minister is the president of the rugby union too, isn't he? So you'd like to think that... Uh, that uh, that support or financial uh, backing will be forthcoming. Yes, definitely. 
Um, and so if World Rugby is still, you know, uh, providing the bulk of that funding, what is the situation with the union? You've got a, a, a chief executive there. Is he in, in regular contact? Is he is is he in Tonga? What's what, what's happening? Um, I, I I have no idea in terms of him. He's either he he splits his time between UK and Tonga. Now, I think he spends more time actually in the UK, but we actually don't know when he actually is in Tonga. Um, he turns up pretty much at his will. Um, I don't know what he actually does because we've been running the Kalitahi parallel to to the union for the last two three years. Um, we've been trying to deal with governments and trying to deal with world rugby on our own. He so, hasn't been signing off any of you know these decisions. No, no, no. I don't. I, don't, I actually, to tell you, I don't know what he does. When did you last have contact with him? Oh, I haven't spoken to him for over eighteen months, mate. I okay. haven't seen him. Yeah, he oh, he, can't, he he doesn't even come to any of the games. Um, there's no well wishes. Um, even when we were in Tonga. Last year, he, he, apparently he was in Tonga. Um, he didn't come and see the team. That's Tonga rugby coach Totoi Kefu. A breakaway football body in Papua New Guinea is closing up shop following a request from world governing body FIFA. Football Federation PNG was launched in February last year after seven local associations were suspended by the PNG Football Association, which was then run by David Chung. Mr Chung quit his post as president of the PNGFA and Oceania Football Confederation in April. Football Federation PNG is not recognised by FIFA but met with officials from the governing body last week when they visited Papua New Guinea. Officials have also been in regular talks with the PNG Football Association with both sides wanting to bring an end to the acrimony and come together as one body. PNG FA General Secretary Dimarit Maling says progress is being made. The individual associations that have been members of PNGFA, yes, we welcome them to come back into PNGFA, provided that the certain requirements of the uh, compliance issues are uh, addressed and we understand the situation. And uh, it's up to the uh, executive committee and finally the Congress to uh, uplift those important. And so these suspensions are dating back to that elective Congress back in December 2016, is that correct, for these 12 associations? That is correct. Just to remind our listeners, what what are the issues that led to these suspensions? Instances of competition not being held for, a, for an extended period. Bank accounts have not been uh, properly, uh, properly taken care of. Uh, monies have been spent, but there's no record. Uh, where's the bank account, you know, issues like that. Uh, there's one instance of uh, election being held without PNGFA's knowledge. So there's a very degree of, uh, degree of uh, issues that have <clears throat> stemmed from, this, uh, from the suspension. Okay, and, there, and there's obviously been a difference of opinion between PNGFA and these 12 associations who obviously... Um don't agree with everything you're saying. You've obviously put your side there. Um, and what we've had in the last 18 to 24 months is two separate competitions, one sanctioned by FIFA and Oceania Football, run by your company, uh, PNGFA. And we've had a um, competition not sanctioned, um, which has also been running concurrently. And um, you know, various provinces have competed in those various competitions. And I think both teams, both sides have agreed and have said that ultimately this isn't you know, the way it should be going forward, that ultimately one competition, one organisation is what's needed for PNG football. Would that be fair? That is a fair comment. Um, 
The breakaway is, 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 is an opinion of how you interpret the various statements in the statute. And I think there's a lot of misinterpretation of what should have done and what should not have been done. And I guess people have their own views on how they interpret a statement. And, and so there's a difference of uh, opinion on, on, on various issues. But with the recent development, uh, PNGFA is, is working towards that. We are not saying that we will not work towards it. We will work towards having uh, one, um, one association. But we will work with the individual associations who are outside to bring them back on board. Each one has a different issue. The issues are not the same. So you don't you will have to deal with each issue by uh, as, as they as they are rather than put everybody under one situation and say this is what will happen. What needs to be done to make them compliant to to be accepted back into PNG FA? The compliance uh, issues are, are stated in the in the statute. If you don't have a competition, then why you become a member of an association? I'm using that as a, as, a, as a sample. So where there is no competition, you need to find out why there is no competition. Can they have a competition? The membership of, of an association to PNGFA based around the notion that every association has a, a league competition. And the, the players are registered uh, and the elections are done properly. Those are general scope of things that are mentioned. But if they don't, then we need to find out why. And if they cannot, then it's the prerogative of the executive committee to professionally suspend the uh, MA until uh, all these things are put in order. Representatives from FIFA have been in the country in the last few days, in the last week, and they had a two-day visit. What what did FIFA want to know? What what sort of things were they looking into? FIFA was here to establish how we have been operating. We have issues, uh, PNGFA has issues, not just of the uh, rift between the member association, but there are other issues with, in relation to our structure and our organizational uh, activities. Uh, we have had the under-20 Women's World Cup, uh, and we had issues with our debts. So those are, those are issues that they want to see and discuss with administration and the uh, executive and find a way forward to try and uh, improve those situations. And in terms of the relationship between PNGFA and these suspended 12 associations that went on to form Football Federation PNG, is that coming closer together? What sort of dialogue are, are the two part, are you having with those associations with uh, the members of Football Federation PNG? The office have been sending out a couple of letters. So far we've had three letters to each individual MAs to come forward, come to the Secretariat and sit down and uh, look at the issue and find a way around it so we could propose to the Executive Committee that the member has satisfied the requirements so they could pro- the Executive could provisionally approve the suspension. Uh, that's one area we've been working on. The other one is uh, individuals have been talking to each other. The former president has been talking to John. And the current team uh, president has also been talking to uh, John. And so there's dialogues have been going on in different forms. So if there is a, a change in the way that people are approaching the situation, then it's all good for football. That's the PNG Football Association General Secretary, Dimarit Maling. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs> Thank you.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.